Oh my goodness, we are live. It's Sunday morning, yes! And welcome to Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with your host, yours truly, Dr. Carol Penn, doubly board certified in family and obesity medicine and your master movement meditation and mindset coach, two-time best-selling author, and so, so happy and excited to be here today because we have a very special guest. You can see him smiling on camera. You're going to meet him in a moment. I can't tell you enough about this person, this human being, this master, my mentor, my friend, and my coach. But before that, why the name Weightless and Mind, Body, and Spirit? People always want to know. So it has a double meaning. First of all, as an obesity medicine specialist, I do treat the disease of obesity and the related health consequences of obesity. So what is obesity? It is a chronic relapsing multifactorial neurobehavioral disease wherein an increase in body fat promotes adipose tissue dysfunction and abnormal fat mass physical forces resulting in adverse metabolic, biomechanical and psychosocial health consequences. And it impacts the cardiovascular, the endocrine, the gastrointestinal, the renal, the oncology, hematology, pulmonary, neurologic, musculoskeletal, skin and psychosocial. So we have had my wonderful superstar friends as we're going through this list, bringing you valuable information. And it also impacts the psychosocial. And that's where our super friend and our superstar this morning will be bringing in his expertise. So what do we see? We see people who are living in bodies where there's been this increase of fat mass with depression, low self-esteem, hopelessness, body image dissatisfaction, diminished sex drive. Can anybody say diminished sex drive? Impaired intimacy and sexual relationships. So what do we need? We need someone who is going to take us on that journey. And the other meaning is that spiritual meaning. What is it, the, the weight of the world that's been bearing down on your shoulders? What do you need to be uplifted in? How do you need to become weightless spiritually, emotionally, psychologically? All right. So now, without further ado, since we got that straight, oh, Dr. Dre, we have our <laughs> early birds this morning. They're already watching, and you will see that we have a very, very lively an engaged audience. So, okay, so let me just say good morning to a couple of our early risers. So good morning and welcome, Linda. Linda's from my hometown of Red Bay. Oh, okay. parents were part of the village that raised me. Oh, okay, Miss Linda, yes. hey, how are you, Linda? Yes, yes, yes. Good morning and welcome, Dr. Jaquel. Good morning, Dr. Shaw. Well, I think we know some of these people, Dr. <laughs> Good morning, DM, my beloved. Good morning, Dr. Andrea. Good morning, Dr. Kathy. Good morning, Victoria. Victoria 
is was DM's occupational therapist. Oh, really? Living in the state of Delaware. She just moved to Delaware, okay. leaving Pennsylvania. She is fabulous. Okay. Good morning, Dr. Jacquel. Go. Oh my God. Good morning, Dr. Dietrich. Oh, they're here, Dr. Dre. They're ready. they're ready. But anyway, there are some people who might not know you. So let me just give the introduction. Then I'm going to let you just, you know, introduce whatever it is, whoever it is that you want to talk about. Oh, good morning, Dr. Chloe. We have Dr. Chloe. Hi, Dr. Chloe. Getting ready to come on in. They're texting me. They're on the chat. We're we're just we're alive this morning. I love it. I love it. So who is Dr. Dredd? Who is this man whom I just love and admire? Who is this person? So you all don't know, but Dr. Dre is part of my purpose in life. Well, one of my purposes in life is to support this man and his walk and what he is doing in the community. Hey, good morning, Marianne, and welcome, Marianne, also from my hometown area. So we have big love going on. As one of nation's most acclaimed OB-GYN physicians and surgeons, board certified obstetrician and gynecologist. Dr. Dre is a nationally recognized best-selling author, speaker, medical business consultant, media personality, and owner of Amari Concierge, the new standard of healthcare for women. Dr. Dre is also the founder and chief medical advisor of drdre.com and shares his medical knowledge via his YouTube channel, Medical Tea. Y'all got to follow Medical Tea now. No <laughs> Big personality and acumen. <laughs> Dr. Dre has turned his wisdom into an online school, Medical Moguls Academy, where he coaches doctors how to monetize our medical expertise and turn their purpose into profit. He is also a serial entrepreneur. He's got a new company he's going to tell us about today as we discuss this very, very important topic. So welcome, Dr. Dre. Thank you you so much for having me, Dr. Carol. You know, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. So, Dr. Dre, you have this new company called Momentum. First of all, what is this new company? Let's let everybody know. Let's let get everybody in on the secret. So, I'm Dr. Dre, board certified OBGYN, sexual health expert, and founder of my new company, Momentum Intimacy. Through my FDA-approved condom and lube line, Momentum, I help men and women have the best sex of their lives. And when I say best sex, it's all about, you know, keeping you healthy, keeping you safe, and keeping you happy. Oh, wow. That it, I, lo- I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, love it. Uh, I think adult sexuality is oh, yeah. so important. And it's a topic that people shy away from, even doctors shy away from it. But, you know, to me, it's one of God's greatest gifts. And it really, really is. And to to be able to express ourselves in mind, body, and spirit on this body as a temple. And so, but, you know, why momentum and why now? So that is such a great question. So, Like literally, I plan momentum for a couple of years and it, it was all about 2020. So 2020, the perfect product is getting to the market. 
and then like COVID happened, right? So we'll talk about COVID, COVID happened, but it's all about 2020 for me. So momentum, the reason why I came up with it is that I had a lot of women still complain of vaginal dryness, painful sex, and just didn't really know how to pleasure themselves and men as well. Like, you know, just wanting to have a better orgasm. So I say, you know what? I've used tons of lubes on the, on the market and, you know, patients and myself. So I said, let me come up with my own formula because I have a chemistry background. Let me come up with my own formula that's going to make you feel the moment every single time. And I did. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, is anybody interested? Yeah, how We need to talk about that. How do you feel the moment every single time? Every so, time. Yeah. Every time we have an orgasm. Every time. Well, that is <laughs> you want to talk about what's going on in, you know, in the world with that. Because it's like, mm, orgasm. Every, okay. Every time. So that having orgasms on a regular basis actually contribute to extending life. As a medical expert in this area, on a scale of one to 10, where do you place adult sexuality and sexual expression in terms of optimizing health and well-being? 10. Okay. You got to do it. You got to have sex. So I always tell my ladies, orgasms a day keeps the doctor away. So orgasms help you with like sleeping, your skin, your nutrition, helps you feel better, beats depression. I mean, really doing a pandemic, this is what we need. Absolutely. And you know, now <laughs> I'm, I'm going to invite our wonderful audience. Don't be shy. Start to Put your questions in the chat because again, we have this incredible, you know, medical expert (laughs) and this important, important, important and vital, vital, vital health information. Because I know a lot of people are like, we get little signs up there. You know, it's like we said the word orgasm. (laughs) My goodness. But, you know, truthfully, Dr. Dre, in a COVID-19 world, if you meet someone and things are about to get physical, how does one practice safe sex? So, oh, my God. Yeah. So I always tell everyone during COVID, you need to learn how to self-pleasure. Take care of yourself. You can have mutual masturbation. You know, even being in the same room, you still need to wear a mask, right? So if, even if you are meeting someone, you still need to wear a mask. You still need to be six six feet apart, right? Social distancing. So I would tell you the best sex will be like mutual masturbation or some kind of stimulation in the same room with your PPE on, your mask. All right. All you got to right. do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like there were some studies that showed that COVID was in semen, right? Mm-hmm. Re- so that's, okay. Ladies, men, be careful. All right. No. So you say that studies show that, um, you know, the virus is is found in semen. So is there something that you would suggest in terms of, of barriers? How do you know how? Let's let's just let's just condoms, go. my condom momentum. Okay. So, <laughs> so talk about the condoms. Yeah. So let's talk. About, well, let's talk about the condoms and let's talk about lube. So self-pleasure, of course, you always want to have a lubricant for self-pleasure. So there's a water-based lubricant you can use. There's a silicone-based lubricant that you can use, as well as condoms. So especially if you are having any type of sexual intercourse where there's oral, anal, vaginal, you must use condoms. Now, by yourself, you know, without toys, you don't have to use condoms if you just 
making love to yourself, which I think everyone should make love to themselves every day. Okay, making love to yourself. You don't have to use condoms, but you definitely want to use lube to make the body more wet. Okay. All right. <laughs> With a little wink in the eyes. Talk about that. Splash, splash. Yes, yes. Talk about that concept of, 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 well, of making love to yourself. I'm going to tell you a little story. So my grandmother, uh-huh. a Christian woman, Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist, very, very traditional. Somehow this, this lady, Mary and Josephine, figured out that sexuality was and and the and the expression of it was very important so what she would do in our family dr dre was when there was a bridal shower or a baby shower she would come with her special gift and her gift would come in a little velvet pouch <laughs> everybody be like ah you know, you know laugh and get all red in the face to open this up but she would make the statement if you don't know how to pleasure yourself how can you expect anybody else to know Talk about that, you know, making love. A lot of people, they shy away from it. They feel like if I don't have a partner, Mm -hmm. I, therefore, I have no, no, no sex life. Yeah. So it's it's all about knowing your anatomy as well. Right. So for men, there's a penis, there's a scrotum with testicles in it. Right. Below your scrotum, you have like this little dark line. It's called the rafe. It's very sensitive. Play with it. Okay. In between your scrotum and your anus, you have a spot where your prostate would be. Just rub it gently on the outside while you're self-pleasuring yourself. You're going to love it. For my ladies, you guys already know how to do this. Your clitoris is super important. The clitoris has over 8,000 nerves in it, double what the penis has. And it's so tiny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the clitoris is a powerful organ. Okay. So powerful, 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 powerful. Play with it. Have fun with it. Touch it. Hang out with it, right? Because the more you um, stimulate the clitoris, the more likely you will have one of the best orgasms of your life. And feel and, and figure out what really makes you hot, what really uh, gets you there and climaxing. It could be touching. It could be kissing. It could be caressing. But what is it for you? Everyone's different. Everyone's different. So if you can't do that yourself, like Dr. Carroll said, you're not going to be able to, like Dr. Carroll's aunt. It was my grandmother. My grandmother says. My grandmother, yeah. You're not be able to teach other people how to help you climax, right? So you have to self-pleasure, self-love. But you really need to know your anatomy. And then getting inside the vagina, the vagina has so many different areas in it that can be erogenous. There's mm-hmm. an area at the, at the top. There's an area around the urethra, which you... Um, urinate out of there's an area around there there's an area behind the cervix that's really deep so like deep penetration can help you feel feel really really good have you ever like well this may be too much for sunday but (laughs) when you have like that deep penetration and you're like oh my god it's the best sex ever that's Mm -hmm. because he's hitting something or she's hitting something a certain erogenous zone that's making you climax. So really just knowing your body. It's all about knowing your body, Dr. Carol, and not being stressed. So the, the more relaxed you are, the more likely you're going to reach your orgasm. So if you're fighting with your partner or if you are super stressed out with your job, you're not going to have orgasm. Your vagina's going to be really tight. Your penis is not going to get up. Well, you know, tell it, Dr. Dre, tell it. So yeah. I love it. You know, it's like 
you know, and like to my point earlier, this audience, they're here, they're watching, they are being so shy. Oh, of course, because it's about sex. Yeah, it's about sex. And so it's like, you know, no, no wonder we have a self-care crisis in this country, because even people who are trained, you know, who know the anatomy are holding. And I know people have questions <laughs> about sex and, and I won't I won't call your name. I'll just ask your question. <laughs> go ahead. And so, you know, someone say, "Woo, too much for Sunday. And I'm saying no, this is just right for Sunday. That's right. We're talking about God's temple. We are talking about to God be the glory. God made us so magnificently so that we could have pleasure in this body. Mm -hmm. How wonderful is it to hold hands with your beloved? How, and I always say this about my beloved, his kiss is the kiss that carries me to God. Oh, so, you know, it's like how wonderful that, you know, I have a partner that I have been joined together with that God has brought me together with so that I can know what it's like to be loved and, and to be loved by God in this way. I love that. And, I, you know, I don't. Yes. You know, someone's Rebecca saying, yes, this is God's temple. Dr. And yes, God made us sexual beings. That's right, y'all. Come on with it. Come on with it. This is important. Ask your, don't be shy. Ask your questions. A lot of people don't know their anatomy, even those in medicine or mm -hmm. let it go into the sea of forgetfulness. How can you help yourself and how can you help your patients if when they have questions in this area, if you're reluctant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of patients aren't going to ask you about sex because you've never like opened that door. So if you, you have to share things about your life, you know, something as simple as like, oh, my God, I went out on a date last night. You know, that could open up so many doors with your patient and you'll figure out you'll find out what she or he is doing <laughs> at night in and out of the bedroom. And you're like, oh, OK. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about some your risk assessment. Let's talk about what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. If you are, how you can protect yourself. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. And that's important. One of, um, I'll never forget this, one of my most profound moments in, you know, with the, the patient-doctor relationship was this couple that came in and uh, someone's saying she's on the Momentum web website. Awesome. How is your lubricant for women different? That's the question. Oh, I love it. So the silicone-based and the water-based lubricant, they're the same for men and women. It's just that women like pink, and I like pink. And then men like blue, and I love blue. So I'm an OBGYN, so I wanted to have something pink and blue. So, of course, men and women, pink and blue. But it's the same formula. It's cute. That's cute. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's a great question. That's a great question. Well, let's talk about um, the water-based loop. So a lot of people have asked me this on social media, on Instagram. If you go to um, Magnify Momentum, a lot of people ask me about a substance that I put in the water-based lubricant. It's called glycerin. So they're like, oh my God, Dr. Dre, glycerin causes yeast infections because it, people think it's a sugar, right? It makes sense. Like, However, it's false. It's false. So glycerin is actually a um, alcohol. 
So alcohol, but it makes the formula last longer. So who wants a water-based lube that lasts for 10 minutes? No, we need something to last at least 30 minutes because we got to <laughs> magnify momentum, feel the moment. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, so you can have glycerin in um, lube, lube, especially water-based lube, and it's not going to cause yeast infections. And the studies show that. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I just put up there, Dr. Dre at Magnify Momentum, www.feelthemoment.com. And Dr. Dre is so generous. If you'd like to, you can also, for 20% off, use coupon code INTIMACY. (laughs) Yeah, so go on over there and let's get into the concept of making love to ourselves. Let's get into and following the advice of, you know, an orgasm a day. I love it. Keeps the doctor away. Keeps the doctor away. And we, you know, and, and this is something that's, we talk about being holistic. We talk about being natural. What's more holistic and what's more natural than this and this aspect, this mode of expression. And it's something else too. You know, you also want to explore your sexuality using toys. Sex toys are okay. Like it's perfectly fine. Just make sure you have toys that are hundred percent silicone grade toys. If you smell a toy and it smells like plastic or, don't put it near your body. Like, don't even put it immediately down. It has something in it that's bad. So you need 100% silicone grade toys. Just remember that. And toys are okay. That's fine. Vibrators, dildos, you know, penis rings. Have fun. Yep, yep. That's, yeah. My grandmother was the dildo and the little velvet pouch, you know, which was, you know, again, a beautiful, beautiful gift to tell the young women in our family that they were sexual beings and that it was okay to enjoy their bodies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing in my family is we love babies. Oh, so cute. I love babies. And I, you know, grew up with um, so many cousins and it was just, you know, it's just beautiful. And to this day, you know, my family, we always, we have a new crop every season because it's a family value. It's a cultural value in my family that, you know, sexuality is, is wholesome and that there's nothing more sacred than becoming a parent and raising a family. So, and you know, how do you get this? And my grandmother didn't want us to be going through it in shame. Like there's something bad about this. It's everything good about it. Everything good about it. So, yes, so yes, yes, yes. And so the story that I started to tell was about this couple that had come into my office. The wife was the the patient Uh and she had recently had a stroke. And so she's in a wheelchair. And one of the things that she was stressed about was not being able to, she was trying to figure out her sexual expression. And it was so beautiful the way he looked at her. And I could see that this had been such, you know, an important part of their marriage. And so that's a whole other area, working with persons with disabilities that are seeking intimacy. And and that was her question, you know, how did she bring that back into her life? Because what she was finding was that after the stroke, Mm. penetration had become painful. Yeah. So we were, you know, talking about that and exploring that, but it was, and I was so, I felt so grateful that they trusted me 
mm-hmm. to come and have this conversation. And I felt so blessed and I was thanking my grandmother that I didn't back away from that, that I didn't run away from that, that I didn't send them back out into the world feeling embarrassed or sorry that they had brought it up. But, you know, that we really, for the next couple of visits, that's what we explored and that's what we talked about. And I feel that as a family medicine doc, Mm -hmm. sexuality and its expression safely, holistically is an important part of my practice. Even in my coaching business, Mm -hmm. I coach in this area because I do think it's that important. So let's, I'm going to go on back over here to our comments and let's see if there's any more. Uh, <laughs> oh, so here's a question. Here is a question. Um, so a couple of questions. Are you going to come out with a line of toys? Uh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Should I? If so, which ones? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Drop it in the chat, y'all. <laughs> Boy, should he come out with what? what yeah, we, oh, we got a couple of questions in here. Let me go back. Let me go back. Um, okay. So, question Would you talk about changes, how orgasm changes with age? Okay, so that's so that's a good question. A lot of women ask me that. Hey, Dr. Dre, I can't reach my orgasms now because I'm postmenopausal or menopausal, and you know hormones can play a little bit into that, yeah. But it's most likely a problem with vaginal atrophy, which means like a thin vagina due to lack of estrogen. Okay, so you have to do something to make um, the vagina moist again. So as you know, estrogen makes the vagina like wet, rippled right? Not, you know, pink. So not, not pink, but pink. (laughs) So as you age, the vagina gets almost like a white color, white color. The ripples that were once in it went inside of it called rugae that would expand during sex. They actually go away. They go Mm -hmm. away. And the mucosa, the lining becomes very, very dry. So you're going to need something to moisten that up. So I always say do something that's non-medical at first and that would be using like a vaginal moisturizer or a lubricant first. Yeah. So that happens as you age, but it's usually due to painful sex. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So good morning. Welcome, Dr. Lindy. So here's another question. I love how do you help a young girl overcome her experience of, of sexual trauma to enjoy herself? What can you also tell her boyfriend to help the situation? Okay. So the first thing I would do is I would send you to one of my sex therapist friends. Mm-hmm. You, so you really should not, maybe not you, but the young girl really should go to therapy, some kind of sex therapy. Well, really any kind of therapist outside of the sex therapy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Then go to sex therapy and then have your boyfriend go with you to therapy as well. And then over time, things will get better. But it's going to be a long process, a long process, long time. This isn't a quick fix. All right, Dr. Dre, they're woke now. Here come the questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And here's a question. What about changes with childbirth? Mm -hmm. How does orgasm change with childbirth? So, So childbirth can be very traumatic. 
like a lot of women have post-traumatic stress syndrome just because of having a baby, right? So it can be very, 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 very traumatic. So I will tell you this, when you are breastfeeding, the estrogen in your body changes and just having something in your vagina after you push something out can give you an aversion to that, right? So again, it takes time to get back into the motion. So give your body, give your, your body time to heal six weeks. I used to tell the girls, you want me to write a prescription for six months, no sex, let's do it. Like I could give you prescriptions so your husband won't have sex with you. Cause you just have to heal emotionally, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually from having a baby. Yes. So yes. it takes time. Yeah. So it's just hormones, but take your time with getting back into the saddle. So, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, that's very important. That's very important. It's interesting. Some in some traditional cultures, you know, they 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 talk about this, and it you know it's written into their spiritual text about the the time a woman needs to heal after each birth. And you know, it only seems that you know sometimes over here in the West, you know, in, in our country, we've disassociated that. That's very important that you allow yourself to heal. Um, and all those levels and some space between the babies, right? Oh God. And it's so stressful. You're taking care of a new baby. So you're stressed. Guess what else is going to be uh, stress? Your vagina. So the vagina's going to be really dry, right? Sex will be painful because you're stressed out about your child. And that's normal. So you just have to take time over, you know, take your time. You'll get used to having a baby, You'll know when the cries are really cries, the baby's really hungry, the baby's really wet, right? But it, it, it takes time for that. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially first-time moms. I see this a lot in first-time moms. They're like, oh, Dr. Dre, I just don't want to have sex. I'm like, yeah, because you're a mom. You have other things to worry about. You want to make sure your baby's happy and healthy. That's true. Oh, hear about, what about sex during breastfeeding? Seemed harder at the time. Yeah, so... Sex doing breast, that's another thing. So it also all depends on how well breastfeeding is going for you. So if breastfeeding is not working out as well, that can add a, additional stress to the situation. That can also uh, drop your milk, right? So it all depends on how breastfeeding is going. But breastfeeding has been shown to decrease your estrogen in your body. So it's, it's, it's tricky. It's, that's why you have to be on some kind of birth control. And you can, I would actually say you can use some kind of lubricants down there if you wanted to have sex. So lubricant, 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 lubricant. <laughs> yes. So Dr. Kathy is saying manage stress equal better sex. That yes. is so oh, true. Stress is so. So look, this is what you could do, ladies. Why don't you find a babysitter? So I'm always like, who is around you that can support you? Take that baby over there at least once or twice a week. You know, the in-laws are like, oh, I want to take the baby for the weekend. And then a new mom's like, no, I'm the mom. I'm like, you have forever to be the mother, okay? Let those in-laws have that baby for the weekend so you can relax and de-stress your body. Yes, it's, it's, I think it's very important. Uh, you know, it's so interesting. Couples, to have intimacy, you need to make time for that. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Dre, as you always teaching us if it's not on the schedule it won't <laughs> happen so you have to put it on the schedule so you know recently dm and i had to do that mm -hmm. i had to put date night back you know because otherwise it just wasn't happening because mm -hmm. so, you're busy right you're busy so date yeah. nights 
having other people, like especially new moms taking care of your kids on the weekend. Yeah, you have to have all of that for your intimate life. Because really, really foreplay, what happens before you have like that sexual intercourse, that penetration, like foreplay, it's an all day thing. It could be an all week week thing. So fellas, if you're listening, the best way to have foreplay with your lady is to de-stress her body. So if she likes flowers, give her flowers. If she wants you to cook dinner, you know, do that. If she wants you to take the kids to the school or now in COVID, you know, do the virtual classes with the kids, do that. So so it's all about de-stressing her body because the more relaxed she is, the more likely she's going to want to have sex and the more likely she's going to orgasm. All right, so we're saying got to put date night and sex on the schedule. That's right. And and ladies, (laughs) ladies, I want you to stop faking orgasms. That's another thing, too. Like, if you are faking orgasm, how is your partner going to know what he or she should be doing? So don't do it. Yeah, no, they don't know. So the questions are coming, Dr. Dre. Menopause and sexuality, what are your tips? Menopause and sexuality. I would say, you know, the body can change the menopause, as you know. Mind, body, spirit, all of it. You have to stay grounded. You're still sexy. Get out there. Go on dates if you don't have a partner. Still go on dates. I don't know. There was a um, there's a dating app. I would give them some PR right now. There's a d- dating app just for menopausal women. It's super cute. I'll tell you later what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, still get no, out there. No, that, Dr. Dre. <laughs> still get out there. And it's really about staying healthy as well. So healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit. So you have to exercise. You have to eat right. You have to hydrate yourself. You have to get rid of toxic relationships, get rid of any stress in your life, and really stay grounded with what you're really, what you're really looking for in a partner if you haven't found it, and go for that. There's... At, at that age, you shouldn't be um, sacrificing anything. It's all about you because you have sacrificed your whole life for everyone else, your kids, your husband, your wife, your aunt, your mom. You've sacrificed your life for everybody. When you get into that phase of your life, your, your second century, it's all about you. Oh, all I you. love it. I love yeah. it. Hashtag for those of us that have crossed over. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, does your lube have flavors? No flavors in the vagina. Bad. Nope. Yeah. No flavors. Bad. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. No flavor, like flavor condoms as well. Don't put that in any any body part. I mean, maybe all sex at the most, but nothing in the vagina, nothing in the anus. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that because they, they're toxic, right? They're chemicals. They're you know they're not natural flavors. So yeah. excellent, excellent. So foreplay is a way to distress the body before sex. That's right. That's right, Doctor Andrea. That's right. All right. Especially the guys with the big penises. Nice. Especially the guys with the big penises. They always ask me. So my DM on Instagram, I direct message on Magnify Momentum. I get all these questions all day. So a lot of guys are like, oh, I have a big penis. What should I do? Well, you have to make sure that she is super relaxed and you have to make sure you use some kind of lubricant okay. you know, and a condom. So you're going to have to, whatever it is to de-stress her body, that's what you need to do all day if you want to have sex and the sex, if you don't want the sex to be painful to her. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. So here's another question. Do you suggest hormone therapy to help with all of the above? Yes. After we do uh, non-hormone treatments. So, you know, I'm, let's do something holistic first because painful sex or not having orgasms, it could be as simple as you're in a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. So before we prescribe an estrogen, we have to get to the root of the problem. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 So I'm going to read something to you, Dr. Dre, because again, you can see everybody <laughs> awake. They're excited now. now. Now they're awake, right? Now they're awake. Now, now we're awake. <laughs> you know, it is important. It is important. You know, I know women, they're married, they're, they're mothers, mm-hmm. yet there's no intimacy in their life. There's no pleasure in this life. It's like, this is, this is all a chore. And it's, and, and I see it, their lives are diminished. You know, they look old, they look tired. There is no glow. There is no glow. All right. So here, here we go. How do you help bring sexual discussion into forbidden places, i.e. the church? <laughs> so it's all about, you know, I'm a preacher's kid, so I'm, I'm used to this. So it's all about talking about the anatomy first and the, you know, the anatomy. And then you want to find scriptures or several scriptures in the Bible about sex, mm-hmm. like having sex. And so that's what I would do. That's how I would bring that into church. And, you know, you have to be honest. Church people have sex. Church people have sex outside of marriage. Did y'all know that? <laughs> Did y'all know that they have sex outside of marriage? You know, most of my followers are church people. Okay. <laughs> and again, I think in, I find, you know, the most honest churches, the most honest congregations, they, you know, whoever is up there, they understand this. There's like this, there's this, you know, Dr. Mia was on here a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about that because she's in that Bible belt. She is Alabama. And, yes. And she yeah. said, nowhere in the Bible is it that men are more sexual than women or that women aren't supposed to understand sex and sexuality. She talks a, a, a lot about that in her discussions, you know, because of where she is. And again, you know, we are magnificently made. This is sacred. This is holy. Anything else, that's man's mess. That's <laughs> made of it. You know, that's, you know, that's something, you know, you know, wrong up here. That's like saying eyebrows are bad. It's like, who thinks that way? Who thinks that way? You know, God made all of this. God made the clitoris with this exquisite sensitivity and it's 8,000 nerve endings to have more (laughs) nerve endings than than in the penis. There's a reason for that. There is a reason for that, a natural, holistic, spiritual reason for that. All right. So it's kind of hidden too. Like right below the clitoral hood, it's kind of like hitting a little bit. Yes, it is. Tucked <laughs> so I was like, why is it like tucked in a certain? However, when you are ready to orgasm or you're stimulated, it comes out just like a penis. Yes. Erect. Yes, that's that sympathetic and uh-huh. parasympathetic nervous system coming into play. And again, this is something that I talk about when I teach meditation. Mm-hmm. So again, med- you know, meditation coming into a state of relaxed awareness can increase your sexual response. But you know, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> 
get your account, you know, get on my schedule so we can talk about that. So what are your thoughts with devices like Thermiva and the O shot and the P shot? Oh, Lord. <laughs> There's always some kind of shot on the market that you should uh, not be trying. So I would say we have to get to the root of the problem. Who asked that? Chloe, Chloe, we have to get to the root of the problem. What is really going on? Now, one thing I do like um, would be like the vaginal laser for for women, like postmenopausal women, women who've had breast cancer, who can't use like some kind of hormones. Uh, that will be helpful, a vaginal laser to thicken the mucosa of the vagina, the layer of the, of the vagina. So that's helpful. And that can help you with any kind of issues you have with like prolapse, dry vagina. So I would recommend that only, only. All yeah. right, excellent, excellent. So <laughs> need to drop, um, drop in the uh, discount code, the coupon code. So there it is. There. <laughs> excellent. So we're getting excited here, Doctor Dre. We're They're asking questions. Excited. Look at this. Like, we woke them up. Yeah, the, well, we await this, you know, and again, you know, to God be the glory, you know, what a, what a, to me, I hold this as a sacred conversation to hold on a Sunday morning to talk about, you know, any of the, magne- I, I, I look, when I've been in surgeries, and the first time I was in a surgery as a medical student, I felt like being inside the human body was like being inside a cathedral. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so beautiful so fascinating. It was like, oh my goodness, this is what we look like on the inside. The first time I caught a baby, oh. that's not God walking around all over the room. Oh my God, isn't it amazing? I literally, the first time I delivered a baby, I was going to do cardiology and I like I had all these published papers in like cardio and nephrology. I just knew it. I was going to do cardiology. And then I delivered my first baby. It was my last rotation of the year and I cried and I was like, so my 10 years like, what's wrong? I was like, this is so beautiful. And he's like, uh oh, this is, <laughs> he's like, he goes, like he's like, uh, didn't you already fill out your stuff to do internal medicine? I was like, I know, what am I gonna do? He's like, just change it, like change it, do what you wanna do. Like I, I didn't even think about the lifestyle. I was just like bringing life into the world is what I was meant to do. It's so amazing. Every time I deliver a baby, it's still a part of me where I'm just like, get choked up to see a baby take his first breath. Yeah. yeah no, it's so beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's a sacred moment. And, you know, and for the most part, the world, how did that baby get there? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's that's all real important stuff, real important stuff. I'm gonna go on back over here. Um, yes, I agree on the beauty of the baby human body. Yes, thank you, Dr. Kathy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yep, so we got that promo code in there. So here is this statement I want to share. Intimate relationship is never the priority in a masculine man's life Mm -hmm. and always the priority in a feminine woman's life. Mm -hmm. If a man has a masculine sexual essence, then his priority is his mission, his direction toward greater release, freedom, and consciousness. If a woman has a feminine sexual essence, then her priority is the flow of love in her life, including her relationship with a man whom she can totally trust Hmm. in body, emotion, mind, and spirit. 
man and woman must support each other in their priorities if the relationship is going to serve them both. Okay, that's a that's deep. So let's talk about masculine and feminine energy in and out of the bedroom. Yes, yes. So um, there's a word called top, there's a word called bottom, and there's a word called versatile. So top in, let's just say top is someone that wants to be in control. Mm-hmm. And a bottom is someone that wants to be submissive, okay? Versatile is someone that can do both, okay? But let's say the top means masculine and the bottom means feminine. So I have some women who are very masculine in their business life. So I would consider them a top outside of the bedroom. But in the bedroom, they want to be a bottom, submissive. Mm-hmm. So I have some women who want to be, you know, a bottom outside the bedroom, feminine energy, feminine energy. But in the bedroom, they may want to be masculine energy, a top, taking control. So it's really about finding a partner that um, complements you in and outside of that one space. So you have to look at how they are in the world outside of the sexual relationship and then how they are inside of the sexual relationship. <laughs> it's okay. Masculine and feminine energy, and just because you are a male, like born a male, doesn't mean that you're masculine. Just because you're born a female doesn't mean that you're feminine. It's really about the energy that you bring to the earth. It's the energy. It's all about your energy. Absolutely. It's all about your energy. It's all about your energy. So that statement is going through that what you read is all about traditional, like the masculine man, the feminine woman. Well, let's rephrase that. What if we have a masculine woman and a feminine man based off of the energy? How would that relationship play out? The same. Should be the same. Yeah. You just look different, different parts. Okay. All right. So Dr. Dre. Go over that again. I think this is a new concept for people when you talk about tops, bottoms. <laughs> let's just break it down a little bit slowly. Break it down. Break it down. So let's let's start with masculine and feminine energy. So masculine, we'll say masculine will be top, someone that wants to take control. And then feminine will be submissive bottom. Okay. That's all you think about. Top or bottom. Just like what you that statement that you read you were talking about the masculine top overtaking the feminine bottom. Okay. The woman. Okay. So really you can be a man or a woman and be a top. You can be a woman and be a top. You don't have to be a bottom if you're a woman. You could be a man and be a bottom. You don't have to be a top. It's all about the energy that you bring into the space. Okay. It's all about feminine and masculine energy. It's all about feminine and masculine energy. Yeah. And don't we, we both, have, we have a mix of both, don't we? We have a mix of both, but it's, so I would say the best relationships, you really have to look at how this person is outside of that sexual space and how they are inside of that sexual space. Okay. So someone is asking, can you be both? You can be both. However, you will send mixed messages if you are both. Oh. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of it's, there's a lot of issues around being, but you can't be both. Yes, there's a lot of issues around that when it comes to messaging. So it's best for you to find someone else who has both as well. 
Okay. So we have one. Good morning, Patricia. You don't have to be in medical school to catch a baby. I've caught six, one in a pool, oh. one in the dairy, three side of the road, and one in a cafeteria. It's oh, a my goodness. Share. Absolutely. 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 So, yeah, you know, babies come when babies come. And fortunately, fortunately, the body is actually designed to get the baby out without anybody around. Uh-huh. So when you look historically, you know, there were no quote unquote ob guys 10,000 years ago, but babies were being born 10,000 years ago. They had midwives. They had midwives. Yeah, right. They had midwives to, you know, to assist the woman and, and women, you know, and Dr. Dre, it is so much about mind, body, and spirit. When a person really has been, you know, taking care of themselves and they're in tune with themselves, then they could really work together with the obstetrician to bring this baby into the world and and to be empowered. I know when I gave birth to my son on in that day, on that moment, I felt like I could do anything. I felt like I was the most powerful woman in the world. And I said, you know, I did this and I had an incredible medical team supporting me, cheering me on, making sure that there was a safe passage for the baby. We had a little, little something right at the last moment when he came into the world, he had some meconium. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the pediatric team was in the room and, you know, thank goodness there were no uh, long-term complications from that. But I've, you know, it was an empowering moment. Have you seen that in the women that you've worked with where that was a moment where they, they became fully in line and were empowered by their birth experience? I've seen both. People are super excited and empowered. And I've seen where women are like, I don't want to touch the baby. Okay. Yeah, so it just really, it just really depends. You never know what you're gonna get. Some women like love it, super empowered, and then some women are like, it's very traumatic. All right, that's true, and that's true. And then there are there's help for those women that experience trauma in childbirth, mm-hmm. and I recommend that they should get the help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't hold it as a weakness or a failing. Get the help. Get the help. Immediately, immediately, because being a new mom is so difficult. It's so hard, right? It's so hard. You need so much help from everybody. All the stakeholders in this child's life, they need to come on board immediately. Everyone. Yeah. And it's okay to allow other people to help you. So a lot of times new moms are like, oh, I can do it myself. I'm like, no, it's fine. Let her hold the baby. It's okay. You have forever to hold a baby. Let someone else hold the baby. Yes. I'm always like, yes. girl. <laughs> you know me. I would be like, oh, okay, you want to hold a baby? Here you go. Have fun. I'm going to hang out and get coffee. <laughs> we got a couple of more questions. I want to get it in before the hour is up. So is it a myth or a fact that you can get pregnant easier with specific positions? Oh, myth. You Now, you can, um, in theory, you can get pregnant easier if you have an orgasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Open it up. <laughs> Opening everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, D- Dr. Erica, one of our um, experts in mental health, is agreeing getting help is critical. I see some Dr. Um, 
So Marianne says masculine, masculine top, feminine bottom. Think yeah. about a masculine um, bottom and a feminine top. Think about that. Change up your, change. you can have very different, various different combinations. Okay, that's, a, hey, that's that's homework, y'all. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that's that. more advanced than the masculine top, feminine bottom. That's the base level of what you're going to get. And then masculine top can be a woman. And mm -hmm. a feminine bottom can be a um, man. So it just depends. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here we go. You talked about before sex. How important is the time afterwards in terms of intimacy? Oh, yeah. You need to cuddle. You need to hold each other. Right. Talk about, I mean, a lot of times people just go to sleep because, you know, orgasms make you go to sleep. <laughs> so a lot of times women and men go to sleep. Women generally get up to go pee. Right. So women go pee and a male is going to go to sleep. Like, that's typical, okay. Um, that's because the organ, the male organ, all of the blood supply goes to that organ. So they're, yes. yeah, so they're like over it. So it leaves the brain, goes to the penis, and then after that, the orgasm is over, they have to you know, recoup, right? So they go to sleep. So it's really about, you know, cuddling, holding hands, um, just loving on each other after you have sex. So it's not like a wham, ma'am, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of thing. We don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's okay sometimes. 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 <laughs> like, a, like a quickie is okay sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But not all the time. Not all the time. Yeah. So, all right, all y'all, you're going to put your sex on the calendar, right? You're going to put your date nights on the calendars or date mornings, whatever is true for you. It's important to schedule it. You're also going to schedule some time for yourself when you're intimate with yourself. As Dr. Dre is saying, you're going to make love to yourself every day. All right. So here, so wow. I think that high achieving women have challenges with finding that complementing energy. Is that true? Oh, of course, of course. Because high-achieving women, a lot of times, are masculine energy outside the bedroom. Okay? So you have to learn how to uh, be a little bit more feminine if you want that masculine top. So I see this all the time. Like, I have a masculine top woman who really wants another masculine top male because she believes in that traditional you know, that traditional model of love and marriage, where you're going to have to be a little submissive outside that bedroom. That's what you're going to have to be if you want that. And that can be difficult for some women, right? And, but okay. it's, you know, it's a whole conversation. It's a whole conversation. Again, this is why I, I bring it into my own uh, coaching programs as a part of health and wellness. Because, you know, you can have your life can be a 10 here, a 10 here, a 10 here. And when it comes to relationships, when it comes to your intimacy, they tell me it's a four. Well, why not have a 10 out of 10 life in all areas of your life? If understanding that if you could get a 10 out of 10 in your sexuality and your sexual expression, it's going to make every other area of your life better. Okay. 
<laughs> Knowing this is important, it's important for the entrepreneurs that are watching, for the doctorpreneurs <laughs> that are watching. Do not get this twisted. You need to be clear. You need to have a mission and you need to have an understanding. But it's all based on something that you teach all the time. And that's the importance of knowing your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. A lot of people want to skip this step. They don't want to understand their purpose in life. All right. So, so let's see. Is it common for women to be more aroused in the morning? No, it's not common. So really it's about um, if your partner is caressing you all night, holding on, holding on you and like saying sweet nothings in your ear, nibbling at your neck, maybe. And then he or she does that for eight hours. Of course, you're going to be aroused in the morning. <laughs> right, right, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who wouldn't be, right? Who wouldn't be aroused in the morning, right? Right, right, right. So who would not be? Who would not be? So who would not be? For sure, for sure, for sure. So now we have another question in the chat as we... Do you have a sexual therapy practice? There's a question. No, I don't. I just okay. I just like talking about sex, right? So I love sex. I love everybody to have sex because that's important. Mm -hmm. Like some doctors, like Dr. Carol, she's all about like, you know, she's obesity specialist. She's all about it. I'm all about sex. <laughs> Everything I do, I'm like, you need to have sex. Because the more sex you have with a person that matters the more relaxed you're going to be in life, the more likely you'll be able to get out and do the things you need to do. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. And so I'm just putting, if people want to talk to me more about this, one of the things that I do in my health and wellness coaching is this is a big area. You can go on, schedule a free complimentary 15 minutes and let's continue the conversation, <laughs> people. Let's learn how this relates and ties into your life and your purpose in life and what you need to do, right? What you need to understand, what you need to understand. And of course, we know how we want to get in touch with Dr. Dre. And I'm going to go back. We got a couple of more comments. Whoa. So let me see. And Chinese medicine, they discussed this with men having too many orgasms, you know, about that. Uh, we got the discovery call. And uh, what is the 20% coupon code for Dr. Dre? Oh, so you can have 20% of the whole store. So you can you can go to fillthemama.com. You can shop for condoms. You can shop for lube. Have fun. And you get 20% off your purchase if you use the coupon code intimacy. Excellent. 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 So Rebecca is saying, so it's understanding one's own energy style and working on communication with in parentheses, potential partners, verbal and nonverbal. Mm -hmm. I love it. Communication is everything. Is everything. It everything. is. It is. And there's ways of, of having the conversation. There's ways of, of asking the question. And people do need help with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I saw someone said something about energy, like losing something about sex and losing energy. 
Yes, there was um, the whole thing about I've heard the same. So it, so it's understanding one one's own energy. I've heard that the same of men. Men can lose energy because of all the minerals in one's semen. So you know, so such a thing as having too many orgasms. So you know, athletes before you go on the field, like a lot of athletes are forbidden by their coach to have sex. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Like you have to stay focused. You have to have enough energy for tomorrow, etc. We have a big game. So here's the question: Is it true that women get energy during sex? This is the last question, and men lose energy. I would say that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I would say transference of energy. Like um, I would say that would be most likely the case because every person that you have sex with, you take a little part of them. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful with that. So you're assuming that question is because you're assuming that a woman is a receiver. That's mm-hmm. what you're assuming with that question. I want you to think of a woman can also be a giver in a sexual relationship. to end on that note but how many of y'all drop it in the chat would you like to see this man back on here again because clearly we awoke now (laughs) and the comments are flowing and thank you all so much for participating it certainly makes it much more interesting and much more engaging when we can just you know not just sit up here and talk 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 but really answer your questions real and live time Yes, and if you miss any of it, this is going to be rebroadcast my podcast, same name, Weightless and Mind by Spirit. Mm -hmm. So please be sure. Yes, we need part two. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you both. Yes. So we'll look at it because, you know, I'm planning the fall line, (laughs) Dr. Graham. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being my friend, my mentor, my teacher. Thank you for the medical mogul community. It is unique in all the world. It is, I can't imagine my life without it. And I can't imagine not supporting you and helping you grow this community and all your companies because they reflect your purpose in life. We are. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Love you so much. Yes, yes, yes. So there it is. Weightless in mind, body, and spirit. You can hear this whole thing again. And enjoy, enjoy. Great show. Thank you. Yes, please have him come back. Dr. Dre, we'll we'll start looking in our calendars. Now, six months, a year from now already. Thank you so much. Yours truly signing off, weightless in mind, body, and spirit. See you next Sunday.